Hi, welcome to Your Business, Your Rules. I'm Kat LeBlanc. This is the podcast for people who want to start and grow an online location independent business so they can live a life of freedom and choice on their own terms. Welcome to episode seven of Your Business, Your Rules. Today, I am chatting with Camille Turner, and she is a love and success mentor. And Camille is also my business building buddy. So what that means is we act as accountability partners, essentially. So we chat every weekday morning, usually, and we talk about highs, lows, things that are going on for us in business, and we essentially mastermind together to help each other move forward. So the reason I wanted to invite Camille to be part of the podcast today is that we have a real insight into the highs and lows of each other's business. And I've shared a lot of content on your business, your rules to this point. And I really want to give some insider info and have you be able to see what it's like behind the scenes, what's actually going on in one of these location independent businesses. So welcome, Camille. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Kat. So great to be here. Wonderful. So what we're going to talk about in this episode is essentially the highs and lows of business. So you can get a feel for it. And yeah, Camille, as I was saying, this is something that we are chatting about on a daily basis. Absolutely. And it's so true that you know, we really know a lot about each other's businesses and, and especially the ups and downs. And it's been such a rewarding journey, really, just having someone to talk to on a daily basis, because as you know, Kat, things can come up. So we've, it's been such a great support um, throughout the last, it's been a few years now, hasn't it? A couple of years. It has. So we met at, at no, it's, I think it's more, I think it's more like three or four. Three or four. Um, yeah, we met. <laughs> at a business event and basically I saw Camille and I was thinking she looks cool I think I want to get to know her and yeah my intention worked <laughs> so your intuition was right yeah it it all just worked out but I think the reason for sharing this is because the journey of being a business owner is the highs and lows are much bigger usually than what the work if you're going to work and I think people don't realize this and this is why I wanted to talk about this because it really is a roller coaster. It can be pretty crazy. And I think you have to learn to love that a little bit to be prepared to go for the ride, right? What do you think, Camille? I absolutely agree. I think there must be part of us that we, we actually love that living on the edge a little bit. The good thing is it's never boring and we do thrive. The ups and downs can be really challenging. But there's also something good about it in regards to like it keeps us on our toes. It keeps us alive, feeling alive, and it, it keeps things interesting. It's funny that now reflecting back when we first met, I actually remember now that time. And I was actually still doing sales for a video company part time at mm. the time. And that was it was actually quite a while ago. So it, sometimes it's, it's also important to look back and realize, oh, my God, like how far have we actually come? So it has been, it's definitely been a few years. Yeah. So let's share some, let's start with some highs because I think we all see the marketing and we all think, you know, like, oh my God, it would be so amazing to do this. And sometimes I'm sitting around with other entrepreneurial friends and we're kind of laughing about that, but then we realize we're actually doing it. It's, it's really bizarre. It's like we're laughing about the people with the private jets because we don't have the private jets, but then we're sitting around and it's like, hang on a sec. We're actually drinking cocktails on a Tuesday. 
and it's lunchtime. Like this actually happened to me when I was in Chicago recently. I met up with a former client and she came over to, I was staying at a really nice hotel. She came over and I had drinks vouchers and we were sitting outside actually looking over Lake Michigan. Amazing. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, you know, that marketing, ha ha ha. I was like, well, hang on a sec. She's drinking some kind of daiquiri or something. And I think I had an, a mocktail making the story slightly boring there. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> no. it was like, oh, oh, look, we're actually freaking doing it. You know, have you had any moments where you're just like, yeah, like this is what I signed up for. This is what it's all about. Great question. I actually have those moments a few times a week, to be honest, because I have a little office, you know, where I do my Skype sessions and everything else in an area that I absolutely love in Melbourne. It's in Albert Park and it's an area where I eventually would love to, you know, buy my dream home. But I've got my office there in the meantime. And I have lunch out with friends every, you know, few times a week. And yeah, I have those moments nearly daily where I'm like, wow, I can take my lunch break pretty much whenever I want to. I'm in an area where I want to be. I'm surrounded by, yeah, I love where I'm at. And yeah, the freedom is, it's such a high value of mine. And I definitely have those moments, you know, at least a few times a week. Mm, It's so interesting that you share that actually, because I had one of those this week. So I think you're right. There's regular moments where you're just like, hang on a sec, everyone else is at work. And then there's the moments where you're like, where it's a really big one and you're thinking like, yeah, this, this is it. So I had one of those regular moments actually this week. So on Monday morning, I wake up pretty early, actually. I'm turning into one of those entrepreneurials with the early bird thing. I thought that would never be me. I used to start work at 10 at the earliest for two years. But now, for whatever reason, at 7am, I was practically ready to start my day. And I just realized, like, oh, hang on a sec, there's nothing for dinner, the dog hasn't got any food, and I think I've run out of something important. It was milk for AD. I don't drink milk. And, um, and I realized, oh, I can go to the supermarket before my work day. So I'm like out listening to the radio in my car and the sun shining, and I'm in the supermarket and browsing and going, yeah, I think I'm going to get some strawberries and some blueberries. And then I came home, you know, I got out of my car, and I had this moment where I thought, I just looked up at the sky and at the trees around me and I thought, wow, you know, if I could tell myself 10 years ago that I would live here and have met my dream partner, which that is a completely a story for another time. (laughs) (laughs) And you know all about that. There's an interview. There's an interview, actually. Oh, yeah, there um, is. You share that story. There is an interview. I'll put that in the show notes. If I could tell myself like this is going to be where you live this is going to be your home and you are going to be doing something that you love and you know even if it's a really small thing you can go shopping before you start your work day or you know do that in the middle of the day or whatever you want I just had this moment of like yeah this is awesome yeah absolutely it's priceless that those moments are priceless you're right they are And intense, I also want to talk about big things. So big things that I had recently was essentially the travel. So last year, I spent three months on the road. So one of my really good friends came over. We traveled up the east coast of Australia together. I went to New York and got to meet really amazing people. So I think that's another big benefit that you get to meet people who are doing really, really interesting things. So sure, you meet like cool people at work, but I feel that when you move in the entrepreneurial world that you 
meet people who are doing things on a whole different level. So how do you feel about that? 100%. As you know, Kat, like I interview women on a fairly regular basis. It's a YouTube project. I call it Successful Women in Love Have to Cake and Eat It Too. I've interviewed quite a lot of women and it's it's about the women share around how they met their life partner as well as how they juggle having a great relationship and a successful thriving business. So I got to interview some great women like Melanie Schilling. She was on Married at First Sight on the TV show. Um, You know, people like Denise Duffield-Thomas who are doing amazing things in the entrepreneurial world. So absolutely, that's a big part of it. There's really nothing boring about being an entrepreneur. Again, it's sort of, I guess, it's it either resonates with that, that living on the edge a little bit and having a lot, you know, potentially lots of ups and downs, but it's never boring and you meet amazing people 100%. As, as you know, I'm a, I'm a big networker as well. I often go to events and absolutely love them. And we've been in other mastermind groups together. You meet amazing people in those networks 100%. One thing I want to touch on that you said, I think over time, the highs and lows are different. So in the beginning, the highs and lows are a lot to do with cash flow and getting clients. And then over time, the highs and lows are more like bigger financial paydays, but then, you know, like projects not working out how you wanted or like awkward situations with clients that they change in terms of what they are. But I think it's the striving that continues to drive the highs and lows. So that's my experience. So if I think about my own business and if I look at clients' businesses, you definitely have, it's bumpy at first and then you can reach a level of stability. And if that's where you want to stay, like if you are happy with a particular income figure that you hit, you have regular clients, you've got everything running in your business, you know, then it's going to be more, cruisy in terms of the fact is that you're not going to be hitting these like highs and lows. But if you are looking to continue to grow, which I think a good proportion of people that come into the entrepreneurial world are, you know, then you're you're constantly trying to do new things. So you're constantly getting those things coming into your life. So let's talk a little bit about some challenges that you've experienced. <laughs> if you'd like to go first, Camille. Definitely. I'd like to add something though to what you just said. It's such a good point. And I think the resilience goes up. So that's one point, like we just get more resilient over time. And also, I think the standards keep on going up. You know, again, looking back when we first met, I was like, woo, you know, I remember I was interviewed and for my local paper in St Kilda. I don't know if you remember, I think that was even maybe before we met, I had like an article published. And I was so excited where now I wouldn't even consider probably doing an article for a local paper. You know, it's nearly like that would not excite me anymore. But back then, I think that the standards just automatically go up and up and up without us realizing. Yeah, so true. I remember when I first got into Huffington Post, I was practically blind with excitement. I was... (laughs) I remember. Yeah, Yeah, I was so pumped until I realized that they don't automatically put your bio in, like you have to do that separately. So I didn't get a link back to my, so it was like this huge high talking about Lowe's as well. Yes, like I'm a a Huffington Post author or publisher. And then I realized there's actually no link back and that has to be added (laughs) in addition. And I just felt like, oh my God, I lost all of that traffic. (laughs) You were devastated, I remember. I was devastated. But now I'm just like, well, I know that 
Huffington Post is not necessarily a great place to get traffic. It's a great place to gain credibility, but it's not a great place to traffic. So now I'll just be like, eh, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, totally. Yeah, I was, I was thrilled and then devastated. <laughs> I think all on the same day. Interesting. So back to your question, you wanted to talk about the lows. Let's definitely share some of those. I think for me, a big one was being asked for a refund the first time. That was just felt really, really disappointing. And I nearly felt like I was a bit, that it threw me off for at least a week. That was a big one. But um, another one was, and we had a chat about this um, not long ago, one of our, my business is mostly online, but I do also run events to promote my programs. And um, I did an event with another, with a, with a styling expert, actually, we, we did a JV partnership and we ran an event in Sydney and I'm, I'm based in Melbourne. So flew up there, you know, took us a few weeks to promote it. And it was at a high end day spa and we did have a lot of people who attended. So we had about at least 30 women and it was a very quite a small space it was very targeted we thought they were our ideal clients and we thought we did a great job with the presentation but it just didn't work like everyone was sort of sitting there with their arms crossed and our call to action was to book in for a complimentary chat where then of course we we would promote um, our programs um, the joint program and, and individual programs and I think we had no, maybe there was one person who was happy to even book in for that chat, but it was so disappointing because I was so excited about the event. You know, we both got our hair done, got extra outfits. I, you know, I flew up. Was, the, the expenses were fairly high to run that event and we actually got no return. And that was a moment where I could have easily just gone, okay, I think it's time to walk away from this business. It's just not working. But of course, I didn't. But that was, I remember that was a really, really big one for me. Yeah. And it hurts either way, but kind of being there in front of everybody and they're all like, I don't want to be here or, you know, they're not, it's just not a fit for them. I can imagine how uncomfortable and also incredibly disappointing that would be. I had a similar one. I think I shared it earlier in the podcast where I did this webinar. I made a huge fuss about it. I was promoting absolutely everywhere. So it was really public, which is a challenge for me to be incredibly public about what I'm doing. That's I, I kind of like to be a little bit more in the background. And I, I did the webinar. It was the first one that I'd done live in that way. So my situation was a little bit different in that everybody thought the content was amazing. They loved what I had shared. I got all of these emails about it, but nobody bought my thing. And I was honestly, the energy and kind of pushing out of the comfort zone that it had taken me to run that thing in the first place, like I was on my absolute limit. And then to get no result from it after doing really well with previous programs, I was really completely gutted. Like I was in tears. It took me, and I didn't have space at that time to take time to recover because I had to solve the situation. But um, yeah, if I had been able to take a rest, you know, I would think I would have been in bed for three days. Like it, it really, really kind of cut me to the core to the point of like, okay, do I even want to do this? Like I've pushed myself so hard for basically for nothing. I mean, not for nothing. People really enjoyed it. They thought it was really good, but you know, there had been a purpose behind it. I was launching a program. 
And I think there's a lot of moments like that. There's just like the highs. There's moments where there's like a big crashing low where you're just like, oh my God, do I even want to do this? And then the the kind of the little things that, that come in between. Like I also remember the first time I had a refund request and you feel disappointed that the person didn't feel that they got value. You know, there's it can feel quite personal. If you're early on in your business, you literally may have to scrabble around in the background to figure out how to get them their money back as well, which is another challenge. Definitely. I think another one, I've just remembered another one too, is is getting that first sort of, I don't know if you've had any of them. I can't remember if you have actually, that the real hater emails, like with, um, you know, responding to the newsletter or the blog post. Like I remember I had one Oh, maybe a couple of years ago now where, yeah, the woman was really nasty. And yeah, I felt again, like it was a bit of a tough moment. But then I remembered a lot of entrepreneurs saying, actually, when you do get some of those comments, that means that you're doing something well, which means that you're actually you're visible in a bigger way and you have got a strong opinion. Otherwise, I guess if you're really sort of politically correct and very, very neutral and you don't show up, you won't get those. So in a way, I remember also like, oh, okay, I must be doing something right now. I think that affects a lot of people. So um, I expected to get haters a lot sooner because I think I was just so afraid to put myself out there. I've had a couple of situations like that. So I've had one person who I had even had a conversation with and she was considering joining up for one of my programs and like everything had been really nice and then one particular email that I sent out had something about going for your dreams I think and she responded angrily saying people have taken away that in my dreams years ago and blah 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 and blah 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 and like it was a personal attack and I was kind of I was really taken aback but then also like having heard that thing about okay when you get haters it means you've made it although in that case I felt like well this person knew me but then mm. all I could kind of chalk that up to was the fact that something I had said had really triggered something probably related to something in her past something that was you know really not about me clearly I hadn't done anything to upset her because we'd had really lovely interactions until that one email where I talked about that thing that I think just triggered off a reaction to all of the things that happened to her before so for me it was kind of to know it's actually that situation was not about me of course, I would wish that people would be more considerate because there really is a human being reading those emails on the other end. But um, it's just, I think it comes with the territory and there comes to a point where you don't take it personally or you really can't. And another thing that can be done there is people just don't read their email anymore. So, I mean, that's a personal decision whether you want to do that or not, whether you want to be personally interacting with your audience or not. So I know a lot of people who are running very large businesses, it's basically impossible for them to get that kind of feedback because it's filtered by their teams. It can certainly take you aback. Absolutely. And I think that's the ideal to eventually have your your VA checking those sort of messages or you don't even need to be thrown off by them because it's not a good time of your energy really <laughs> to be thrown off by <laughs> someone who's projecting projecting their stuff onto you so definitely I think it's pretty much it will happen it will happen because it seems to be one thing you can't avoid I think the other thing that happens is there's definitely an experience in business of trying things putting things out there doing stuff 
and just not really getting a reaction, not really working how you wanted. And like you said, building the resilience around that. So if I think about my experience of the webinar, I was devastated. I was more devastated because it was very public, but I've had lots of smaller experiences where I've tried things, I've experimented with different products, I've changed things, and there's just been no reaction. And I think you have to get to a point where you're you're not bothered by that. You just sit down and go, okay, well, that didn't hit home for whatever reason. What do I think that reason is? Let's work on that. And those are the kind of the little things that can definitely put you off at the very beginning. But later on, because you have some consistency, you're not so worried about that. Definitely. And and a bit of a tip around that, what's worked for me is when I have had some of those setbacks to read some past testimonials from clients who absolutely loved me and who got so many amazing results. It sounds sort of silly, but sometimes it's nearly like we need to remind ourselves that we're doing an amazing job and you know we've created so much um, success and change for clients, nearly like to, to just regroup and, and remind ourselves along the way. Absolutely. Because, it, yeah, like we shared, it's bumpy sometimes. And when you get used to that, then I think it's okay. And I mean, I have to say I love it. In the beginning, there are certain things that were challenging. But like you said, like the resilience grows, you get more used to it. And then you start to not take things so personally. So if my product didn't land, okay, it's not about people hating me. It's just that this particular thing didn't fit their needs. Okay, move on. It's definitely challenging. There are moments where there are going to be things that are confronting because you are dealing with everything. But once you get some traction, once you get going, and once you learn how to manage your mindset, which is one of the topics I'll be talking about lots more on the podcast, it becomes fun. You know, like we often laugh about this stuff. We're like, we, you know, we did this thing, we tried that, that didn't work. And then we're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It's, there is an element of treating it like a game. So of course it's not a game. It's our work is a really big deal to us. What our clients get out of this is a really big deal. But when you start taking it a little bit more lightly and you start not taking on, you know, not putting meaning into things where the meaning isn't necessarily there, then it is fun. Like it's, I find the highs and the lows like, okay, I get kicked in the gut sometimes, but then I'm like, yeah. So true. You know, remember the time that when I talked about, yeah, when we talk about the shitty things that happen to us, we laugh about it a lot, right? What do you think about that? Definitely. And I think that's where it's absolutely crucial to have a mentor or, you know, to at least start off with having an accountability buddy, like where you can have that, that daily contact when you where you can get that support and absolutely because it's nearly like sometimes like for example when you've had one of those setbacks it often very opposites if I'm on a high you know something may have happened in your business and vice versa we seem to balance each other out out really well and I'm, I'm much more of an extrovert and love networking and events and where you know you spend less time you know doing that it then again it that's changing as well but so it, it seems to be working really well. So it's nearly like having that other person there saying like, oh, is that is that all that went wrong? Like, okay, big deal. And we just have a bit of a chat about it and, and coach each other and then we just get on with it. Yeah, it's the only way. It's the yeah. only way. So I've talked about the highs and we've talked about the lows. And I think it's important to show these both sides and not just to kind of always just focus on the dream. But ultimately... It is about the dream, right? So how do you feel about that, Camille? 
Absolutely. I think, again, it's it's important to celebrate the achievements and the small wins every day. Again, we do that pretty much daily. We also catch up on a regular basis in person. We have lunch, we go shopping, we celebrate our wins. And it's really important to reconnect to the why every day. Like, why am I actually doing this? What am I creating? What's the difference I've already made? And there's there's a quote I shared the other day, which is so simple, but it's quite relevant. And it says, keep following your heart. It won't always be easy, but it will be the most important thing you'll do. Love it. For me, it's nearly like there's there's no other way. I could never go back to being employed. It's just not an option. There's no plan B. And I love it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's really where it's at. <laughs> You know, I'm continuously making it work in different ways, trying different things, building a you know a bigger following. It's an ongoing journey, but it's it's so exciting. Why would you want to do anything else? So for me, it's really like there's no there's no plan B. Initially, I had plan B with you know I could I could have gone back to doing sales or um, you know I used to be a flight attendant many years ago. So you know that I had some backup plans. But now there's not, I don't even think about them. There's no plan B. Yeah, I agree. Like there's no plan B for me either. Like this, this is it. And I mean, we've both reached a stage where we don't need to consider a plan B, but there were times where we did, right? But I think that there are times when it feels tough and you're like, "Mm, maybe I should do something else. And then five minutes later, you're like, that's the stupidest idea I've had in a long time. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, it really... I think sometimes we're, we can get wrapped up in it and we're like, oh, but this, but that, I'm trying to do this and oh, this is so annoying and how do I solve this and this thing happened and then you forget, you know, you have those moments, you forget you're not going to earn the same money going back to work anyway, even on that level and then you're not going to make the same difference. You're not going to have the same awesome experiences. You're not going to get to choose who you work with. You're not going to get to take your work with you in some work you can but that's some jobs you can but that's fairly unusual like you're not going to get all of this elsewhere so in those moments where you're like ah this is you know this is really bothering me I wish I didn't have to deal with this but then you come back to it and you're like no actually this is awesome I am like when I have those moments I'm like I'm so happy the internet was invented because you know otherwise this existence and this life that I have for myself would not be open to me so love it yeah all about following your dreams Absolutely. And it's so rewarding. It's the best feeling, really. It is because everything that you create, all of the results that happen, and in the beginning, you don't even have a, I don't think you have a concept in the beginning of all of the amazing work and the results that you're going to create. All of that just seems hypothetical. But when you're on the other side of that, or you're seeing that already, like all of that you created from nothing. This is something that AD, my partner, says to me as well. He says, you know, like you created this from nothing. And then that feels huge. That feels incredible. Yes. You do mention that every now and again, you know, even to remind me when I, when I have an off day, it's so true. And again, we, do, we often forget how far we've come because we're sort of so in the moment. And it's true. We, we've both created, you know, programs from nothing. We've created a brand. We've created our intellectual property, all of those things from scratch. And that I love the creative process of being able to recreate an event and grow in ways that you just can't if you work for someone else. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Camille. Thank you for sharing so openly. It was wonderful to have you here on Your Business, Your Rules. And we are going to continue the conversation and we'll be talking about 
all the ways that you can get in your own way and how to get past them next week on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Your Business, Your Rules. I'm Kat LeBlanc. If you like this show, I'd love you to subscribe, share, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, head over to my website at catleblanc.com. Until next time.